Hi, this is Jen of JenniferThayerKnight.com. God made us good. He even says he made us very good. And he shows us mercy and he covers our shame. In this week's post, discover the importance of tuning into God's voice amidst a world full of distractions. This week's post, whose voice are you listening to? I remember back in 1980-something, I stood at the glass counter in Dillard's department store with my mom, staring at the most magnificent phone I had ever seen, the Swatch phone. Do you remember this phone? It had that weird triangular shape and you could use the handheld part or the base part to talk with. I wanted that phone more than anything else, but was told no. It took all I had not to cry right there at the counter, but that did not stop me from begging and asking over and over and over to get that phone. A bit later for my birthday, I unwrapped the most beautiful pink and turquoise swatch phone. I adored it. I spent many hours on that phone talking to my friends and a couple of boyfriends When it would ring, I would try to guess who it was calling before I answered. You know, you had to have the right voice for different people when you answered. Oh, how the times have changed. But the one thing that has not changed is the influence our friends have on us. Just like in the 80s, when a friend would call and say something exciting or hurtful, it would affect my day just as much as a text or social post does today. I have always let things simmer around in my brain just a little too long and allow them to fester more than they should. When we think about chapter 3 of Genesis, most of us think about the serpent, followed by the thought of the first sin. This thought then often leads to us thinking about the result of that sin and the painful childbirth as a result from it. Well, That is usually the thought process of most women, but chapter three is so much more than that. We read of the serpent speaking to Eve. He was speaking truth to her, but twisting it just enough to make her second guess herself. Have you ever experienced that? I know I have. I will know without a doubt that God has led me to do something. Then when a stumbling block rises up, I begin to doubt. Then the voices begin. Did God really tell me to do this? Maybe I should have waited a little bit later. What if I should have asked somebody else to do this? And so on. It can become a vicious cycle. Instead of stopping to pray right then, many of us go to the phone and ask advice from others. I want you to notice something here. After they both ate from the tree, it says, Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. That's Genesis 3-7, and all scriptures are from the NIV. They realized they were naked and felt shame. In the same verse we read, they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves, but they still felt shame. Then they hear God coming in the cool of the day, and they hide. God says in verse 9, where are you? Adam responds in verse 10 with, 
I heard you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Doesn't this seem like an odd statement? He had always been naked. He'd always been naked in front of God. But this time, he and Eve felt shame. So often we too hide from God when we feel shame. No, we can't physically hide, but we do avoid him by not going to church or not praying. Then we try to ignore him so we don't have to face the shame that we feel. We build mental walls to hide from him. The part that really grabs my heart here in this story is that we just learned in the chapters before that they, Adam and Eve, and us were made in the image of God. With minds that now comprehend sin, they are ashamed at the beautiful way in which God made them. What does God ask next in verse 11? He asks, who told you that you were naked? They obviously had listened to another voice because God would never have caused shame to come upon his own creation. Too many times I have stood in front of the mirror and felt shame. It's either been from something I did in sin or lies that I have believed about myself. We allow the words of others, the pictures on social media, the words we've spoken over ourselves to cause this same shame. This is not how God designed us. He created us and said it is good. He created us good and that should be enough. The beauty of this story is that God did not leave them in their shame. He showed them mercy. He clothed them. In verse 21, we read, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and Eve and clothed them. What were these clothes made of? Animal skin. This is the first death we find in the scriptures. An animal had to die for them to have their shame covered. We are no different. God has come and covered our shame. Jesus, God's son, came to earth and died on a cross, carrying all of our sin and shame. Through the blood of Jesus shed for us, we are now clothed in his righteousness. His righteousness covers our shame. We have to not forget what Jesus did for us. Every time we hear the voices of others that are not bringing us up, we must reject it. I wrote in a post called Jesus Filters on how I pray for God to give me supernatural noise blockers that block out all words but his. I pray for each of us that we can stand firm in the truth, knowing that God made us good. He made us very good, and that should be enough. Nothing we do or say or achieve can make us any better. We are good because he made us good. Thank you so much for listening. In the show notes, you will find several links. You'll find a link to my contact page where you can connect with me and share your prayer requests with me. You will also find a link for healing scriptures, scriptures that you can pray for yourself or for your loved ones. Again, I would love to pray for you and thanks for listening.